Hello! I know I'm interrupting, but before this podcast, 3CR has an important public service announcement. Currently, we are running our annual Radiothon, where we ask for your donations to keep community broadcasting alive. We rely on your support to keep media alternative. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash donate. And with that done, I hope you enjoy your show. Dirt Radio. Organic. Friends of the Earth. Activism. Underground. Political action. Necessary. Wind farms. Indigenous struggles. Land rights. Anti-nuclear. Nanotechnology. Climate change. Coal barons. Mining magnates. Activists. Educating. Communities. Transforming. Communities. Mobilising a sustainable planet. Get involved now. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. Good morning. It's just gone 9.30. You're listening to 3CR. We're back this week for another episode of Dirt Radio. My name's Em. I'm here in the studio with my lovely co-host, Phil. Hey, hey. Good morning. (laughs) Now, before we start the show, I would like to acknowledge that we are broadcasting from the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. And sovereignty has never been ceded. I'd like to acknowledge elders past, present and emerging. Excellent. So excited. It's another show. And of course, this is Friends of the Earth sponsored show on 3CR. And for 45 years, Friends of the Earth has been mobilizing communities to resist the destructive industries and destructive corporations out there and really transforming um, for ecological and social justice. Um, Important work that's going on. All started way back in 1974 um, on French Island when um, the hippies of yore, as I like to call them, the hippies of old time got together um, to resist the construction of a nuclear reactor on French Island. What a scary thought that is. Um, And they came together and they decided to form Friends of the Earth Australia. So this year we are celebrating that exciting moment and of course acknowledging that there is no nuclear future in a climate justice future. So um, important to talk about today because what is coming up today, Em? Well, today we are continuing with our 45 years history. And as part of this series, we're going to be speaking with some of the faces and the characters who have been a part of making the rich tapestry of the Friends of the Earth (laughs) community. So today we were going to be speaking with the lovely Meryl Youssef, who we, Phil and I both, were attended the Melbourne Playback Theatre company's performance of some of Friends of the Earth's amazing stories back last year. And Meryl was uh, also in attendance and came along and told a wonderful story of attending a rad tour back in the 90s. So the rad tours are organised still to this day by the Anti-Nuclear Collective. Mm -hmm. Um, So looking forward to hear from Meryl about telling us a bit more about that story on the air today. Sure. And we're going to do that in just a moment. But first, here's a really important announcement for, for all First Nations Australians. This is our country. We've never forgotten where we've come from. Or who we are. We keep our culture strong. Now it's time to come together. Talk as equals. And write our own future. This is our country. And this is our time. Treaty is time. Enroll now for the First People's Assembly of Victoria election. Authorised by the Victorian Treaty Advancement Commission, Melbourne. 
That's right. You're listening to 3CR. This is Dirt Radio, Friends of the Year sponsored show on 3CR. Um, today, we're really excited to have a special guest in the studio. Um, we're celebrating 45 years of history of Friends of the Earth Australia, and we're really excited to have Meryl Yusuf in the studio. Good morning, Meryl. Good morning. Um, Really excited to have you here. And um, as Em was saying just before the break, uh, we both heard the wonderful story of your first experiences with uh, Friends of the Earth um, and the radioactive exposure yeah. tour. Um, and we want to share that with our listeners today. So I wondered if you could start by painting a picture of when did you first um, encounter Friends of the Earth? What was your life like before all that happened? Oh, well, I was a, <clears throat> trained as a nurse and went overseas and worked and I came back um, and worked for a while in Australia and then I went travelling again and met my Indonesian husband and ended up in Indonesia for 12 and a half years. Came back, separated from my husband, brought my two boys, 11 and 8, back to Australia <clears throat> and started work at um, the Association for the Blind Nursing Home. The first... Then they were having industrial, <coughs> sorry, disputes, and they had the Australian Nursing Federation came in to try and legislate or you know get it organised. So I turned up, never having had anything to do with unions or anything. So I then became a <coughs> organiser or a representative in the at, at uh, the nursing home. Mm-hmm. One of my friends was on the committee or the board of the Australian Nursing Federation and in 1996 she rang me at 10 o'clock one night and said, I've just put your name down to go with Friends of the Earth on a tour to Roxby Downs (laughs) and Olympic Dam and you have to let them know by tomorrow at 10 o'clock and they leave in 10 days. (laughs) And I said, what? I don't know. I don't even know if I can get holidays. (laughs) So the Friends of the Earth had approached the Australian Nursing Federation to sponsor someone on this tour. And if it was uh, union or health related, they agreed. So So you ticked all the boxes. Ticked the boxes, (laughs) yes. And so 10 days later, I was off. Wow. With the most eclectic (laughs) range of people that I had ever come across. We had... Lots of young people. There, there probably were about eight of us, middle aged, like the Mark sisters, Isla and and uh, Linda, who were both teachers, and I was a nurse. And Daniel, who ran it, was a very straight laced young man, but probably in his thirties. And then we had all the young ones with the dreadlocks and. We had two young men who got round in dresses and football socks and just an, an amazing array of people. Oh, good to hear that. Uh, Frocks on the front line uh, was still going back in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. uh, and off we set. Great. So tell us about your first impressions. How was it right when you arrived? Well, I was really a bit stunned, not having had anything outside of a very normal uh, Melbourne upbringing (laughs) and uh, nursing. Uh, So, yes, but it turned out to be a great fun trip and uh, everybody got on extremely well. And uh, we went to 
up through, oh, we went to Mari, Mari, Mori, Mori up there, the Arabana lands where we went off, we were given permission to go onto their land at um, Finnis Station where we camped and we had um, campfires with them around there and mm. met a whole lot of them. And they took us off to see this amazing, I don't know whether it was a salt pan with sand dunes along the edges where they say for thousands of years the Aboriginals have come for like an Olympic Games. Mm. Not many white people have been to that area to see it, so it was amazing. And up then to Olympic Dam Ugh. where they said... You know, we we might be ended up being arrested, and I said, "Oh, I can't do that. I've got <laughs> I've got two boys, and I'm a single parent." They said, "Oh, you can sit in the bus." <laughs> <laughs> um, and those places, uh, um, many people may have been around these days, but it was a different time back then, wasn't it? We didn't have mobile phones. There wasn't no. social media, so the distances felt even further and more isolating, didn't they? They did. It was a long way to go, and we got. Bogged on the Boarfield Road, <laughs> the, one of the Boarfield Roads. I don't remember how many of them there were. But we had the first rain in six years and that red, red mud was very sticky when it got wet. And we had to pull up because one of the buses got bogged and they were trying to cook us a dinner and we were all holding on to the edges of the tent so it didn't blow off so that they had a... <laughs> A, a dry area to produce our meals. So it was great fun. It really sounds like it. Yeah. And so you said that before you went on this trip, you didn't have much of a kind of um, understanding or knowledge of many of the environmental issues or no. the things that Friends of the Earth had campaigned on. Never really heard about uranium, mm -hmm. had not been in any union before mm. I came back. Um, so, yes, it was a, an eye-opener. Mm to go up there and see and hear. Yeah, and so how would you say your impressions of the you know uranium mining industry changed after that trip? Well, I, I remember the tailings dams and the footprints of native animals going in and none coming out. Wow. I can really... That was one thing that really stuck in my mind. Sure. And did that... That first um, impression, did that kind of create a, a broader change in life? Did you start to see oh, things differently? Definitely. I became very involved with Friends of the Earth when I came back. I used to attend the um, <coughs> monthly meetings at FOE. Sorry, the week, weekly they were, not monthly, <laughs> weekly. Uh, and I went to lots of protests and signed lots of petitions and I came, became very involved. We used to raise money for AU, as it was that, day, that time, anti-uranium. Mm -hmm. We used to cook and cater for the a ACF com um, committee meetings and we went to uh, uh, one of the... Uh, one, of, one of the big... I'm sorry, that was my phone. One, yeah. <laughs> That's okay. one of the big um, uh, confest. Oh, oh yes. yes. Up at Mo Moama, which was a great eye-opener mm. to me. You know, <laughs> lots of people without clothes wandering around and you'd be um, serving food because we 
were selling meals and you know you'd have these little bits dangling in front of you which was really a bit overpowering at times but but it was fun and yes so I was very involved for many many years. Mm, For sure. Um, So you still come in around Friends of the Earth uh, these days. We see you around quite a bit. I do. I Because I live the other side of town, I no longer come up Punt Road in the peak hour <laughs> for 6.30 meetings. But I do come every couple of months with all the empty containers for the co-op. Mm. So that's what I why I'm there regularly. Uh, and I did donate to the renovation, so I came to the party the other week. Oh, that was fun, wasn't it? It was fun. <laughs> and it's such an amazing space now that the renovation's done. And then I went on uh, Friday to a protest in town for mm. the um, f- climate blockers. Oh, yes, the climate mm, blockers, yeah. what, with the Act On Climate Collective, yeah. Yeah, yeah so... So how, how has Friends of the Earth changed since uh, you first encountered it in 1996? Is it, is it very different or is it very much the same? No, I think it's much the same. Really mm-hmm. dedicated people who have a great passion for what area that they're really involved in. Mm. Mm. And I love hearing the way that, you know, over the years you've been involved in lots of different ways at Friends of the Earth. Yes. I think that's a really special part of the Friends of the Earth community is how, you know, you can go on a rad tour or you can do some cooking or you can come every few months to a meeting and all of that's really important to contributing to our community. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So what would you say to people who, you know, out there who might be have a bit of an interest or, you know, think, oh, the uranium industry's you know, not so great. What would you say to them about, yeah? I would say come and get involved with Faux because it really is a very, very passionate and interesting time and and you can contribute to what's going on. Yeah, that's one of my favourite things is uh, no matter what you do, what your skills are, there's always a place for you in the wider community at Faux. Yes, there yeah. is. Mm. Mm. Awesome. So we're on Dirt Radio. You're listening to 3CR and we are chatting with Meryl Youssef about uh, her experience um, back with the Radioactive Exposure Tour from the Anti-Uranium Group, also known as ACE, also known as Nuclear Free Australia. (laughs) Many, many names. (laughs) But um, I think that collective's been going since 1983. I think it officially formed. And um, even before that, Friends of the Earth forming back in 1974. So we're celebrating those 45 years of creative resistance. Um, And it's wonderful to hear these stories. So we've gone through your experience first with Faux, how it's changed a little bit, um, how it's much the same. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And if if people are interested in... um, in coming along to events, um, what would you say to them if they're a little bit nervous um, knowing that you got thrown in the deep end that first time? <laughs> I remember my first collective meeting and being super shy and not sure how to, how to approach. Is it worth just jumping in? It certainly is because everyone is extremely friendly and you increase your knowledge of whatever area you're interested in. Yeah, excellent. Mm. So... We want to thank you so much for coming in and sharing your story with us, Meryl. Um, We are going to take a little bit of a break and then we'll come back in just a moment and we'll go through some of the events. Um, You're on 3CR. This is Dirt Radio. (laughs) 
Yes, it is party time on 3CR because for many reasons. Um, that was 45 Grave with Party Time, and we're celebrating 45 years of Friends of the Earth. So um, it's indeed party time for us. Yeah, <laughs> well, it feels like a bit of a tenuous link, but it's there. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Not only is it party time for Friends of the Earth, but it is party time right now at 3CR. It's Radiothon time! Yes. So um, it's Radiothon from 3rd of June, t- from yesterday to June 16, and we want to power Radical Radio. So we believe that um, continued support and belief in the impen- independent importance of independent community-led radio, and that's the real power behind 3CR Radical Radio. So if you want to um, jump on the phone, then um, you can give us a call. 
Uh, and on 94198377 if you're out of state 94198377 um if you give us 200 bucks that allows us to podcast your favorite show so you can listen back anytime 50 bucks and that pays for a month's supply of coffee to keep our graveyard shift volunteers going very important work um, if you don't have time to jump on the phone you can donate online um, where else can you donate m if you don't have time to call, you can send an SMS. The number's 0488 And the wonderful people at 3CR will send you back the details for payment. So that's all pretty easy. If you don't have the time to make a call and hop online, just, just send a quick text. Yeah, so there's no excuse because we've got to raise $250,000 to keep 3CR on the air. Our show needs to raise $850, so please help us. And really, you know, as Friends of the Earth, we are a super grassroots org. You know, every we understand that every little bit counts. You know, we, us as well as 3CR, we make do, we make a lot out of a little. So, you know, $5 to $500, anything, anything counts. So whatever you are able to give, we would appreciate it a lot. For sure. We are giving you permission to be generous. Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, also, it was so good to chat to Meryl just before the break. If you missed that on the show, catch up on a podcast, 3cr.org.au forward slash dirt radio. Um, it was a fun chat. I really enjoyed hearing that story. <laughs> yeah, it was great fun. And I'm really enjoying the fact that we are doing some archiving at the moment as part of our 45 years of Friends of the Earth Australia. Last week, Megan had the wonderful Anthony Amos on talking about a court case that happened back in the 90s with the foresting forestry industry. Um, so you can catch that one on the podcast too. And yeah, make sure you tune into uh, Dirt Radio every Tuesday at 9.30 and check out our podcast because we're going to be having a few more of those really interesting chats coming up over the next few months. We are. And if you want an online fix as well, jump onto Friends of the Earth Australia's Facebook page um, where every day we're telling a little bit of stories from the past because there are so many over the last 45 years. Um, but they're stories of the past. Let's talk about the future now. The future, the very present future, which is events this week coming up at <laughs> Friends of the Earth. So we've got a busy Wednesday this week. If you're an early riser, the Sustainable Cities Collective are hosting a freeway banner drop at the Eastern Freeway. That's happening tomorrow, June 5th at 7.30am in Baldwin North on the Eastern Freeway. So you might be aware that the Mega Toll Road North East Link is planned to be coming and it's going to bring 95,000 more cars onto the Eastern Freeway. Boo! Yeah, so that awesome collective are going to be hitting the freeway overpass tomorrow morning to do a massive banner drop. You can check that one out on Facebook or get in touch with Sustainable Cities to find out more details about the, the whereabouts of that one. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow night, there's a few things happening at Friends of the Earth on Smith Street. So we've got another meeting for the Green New Deal Working Group. So they've been having a few community discussions about that US-based new Green Deal package and trying to work together to help build a model and a new vision for tackling climate change here. So that one's kicking off at 6pm at Friends of the Earth. And tomorrow night, the Transform Waste Collective are also hosting a dinner and that one's kicking off at 6.30pm at Friends of the Earth. 
So if you're bothered by the waste crisis that's being experienced by Australia at the moment, you can head down to Friends of the Earth. There's going to be a relaxed dinner, presentation, some eating and chatting about the Transform Waste Collective and how they're working to tackle that problem. Sure. And let's cast ourselves a little further into the future now. Not quite 45 years into the future, but uh, let's hope Friends of the Earth is still going then. Or maybe, we've, maybe we're living in a perfect ecological and social justice paradise. Um, <laughs> we can dream. Yeah. <laughs> so we are living in times of climate and ecological crisis. And between the emerging climate chaos, insect Armageddon and waste crisis, just to name a few, there's so much to do. So we're inviting people to join Friends of the Earth on July 27th, that's a Saturday, um, for a day of creative community action training um, to get skilled up to run effective grassroots campaigns and actions. So this is the second in our Get Beep Done (laughs) series, um, Getting Stuff Done, um, around community action training. So if you want to make your ideas for actions into reality, this is a great place and time for you. So that is at 10 a.m. on the 27th of July. Get your place in now. It's free for all Friends of the Earth members. And and sign up. Um, Or it's $120 for the day. And, of course, it is free for all First Nations people. So uh, make sure you jump onto the Facebook and get on now and reserve your place for this um, pretty exciting community action training. Other exciting things coming up. So, of course, um, back in time a little bit. It's a lot of time travelling on the show today. um, To the climate election. Um, Mm. (laughs) um, What happened? What happened? WTF. Um, So, Friends of the Earth on June 12th. I'm having so much trouble speaking today. (laughs) (laughs) On June the 12th, that's a Wednesday night. um, Always Wednesday nights. Yeah. Having an event, um, the climate election. WTF happened. Um, And we've got a special guest, Jeff Sparrow. So, um, listeners may be familiar with the wonderful writings of Jeff Sparrow, who's going to come in and really dissect what happened. And then there'll be opportunity for a real big discussion to really dissect um, what went wrong, what went right, um, and what would we do differently if we um, did it again in the future. Mm, I think that'll be a really great event. I think, you know, it is a really disappointing outcome from the election, but it's good to have some kind of places for reflection and some some places to channel some of that disappointment and anger and frustration into how we're going to move forward next. That's it. Let's turn anger into actions. So, yeah, so make sure you come on and reflect on that. And, uh, yeah, just plugging again, that gets stuff done. <laughs> um, community action training, really important um, and really worth it because it's going to be a way to turbocharge you from – from zero to hero um, into um, your activism. So sign up for that one. It is 9.56 on a lovely Tuesday morning in Melbourne. Um, we're almost out of time. It's been, it's just gone so flown by today. Yeah, for sure. So next week um, we have a special show because it is Radiothon. Woohoo. Um, so please jump online um, and donate. It's really, really important. We don't, we don't hound you all the time on it, but we are going to hound you until we make our $850 for Dirt Radio and that quarter of a million, 250000 for 3CR to keep us on the air. Mm-hmm. Power Radical Radio. So let's go out with um, a perennial favourite on Dirt Radio, a little bit of Patti Smith. Oh, always a favourite. Yeah, people have the power. The power to power Radical Radio. Mm-hmm. 
jump on and donate now. See you later coming up, Corey Survival Show next. See ya. See ya, Em. <laughs>